0: Hey everybody, Chris Havery with you on the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. A bit later, running back Justin Jackson discusses last Sunday's performance against the Cardinals, lessons from Melvin Gordon, and of course, Northwestern football. But first, it'll be a special weekend in Pittsburgh for the Watt family. I sat down with fullback Derek Watt, who's set to square off against his younger brother TJ for the first time ever. All right, welcome into episode number 13 of the Backstage Chargers podcast, presented by Toyota. Very pleased to be joined by fullback Derek Watt here at the Hope Performance Center. Derek, appreciate your time, man. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me out. Okay, we got a lot to get into. This is a big week for you, big week for your family. But let's rewind to Sunday, 45 unanswered points. Your quarterback, 25 straight completions to start the game. What was it like in the huddle? What was it like on the sidelines to watch that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty special. Um, you know, we were just kind of talking. I didn't, uh, I didn't know, certainly know at the time, you know, as the game kind of went on. We knew he was doing well, but I don't think anybody really knew that, you know, he hadn't thrown an incomplete pass the whole game. Um, Did you so, know at you know, halftime? It was because he was 19 for 19 at the half. I didn't know at halftime. I know when I – at one point I happened to look up at the scoreboard and they had the stat up there that he just broke the record or tied the record for it, and I was like – yeah, I was like twenty five in a row. That's pretty incredible, um, you know. And then obviously he had the, the like. The, I think the next pass after I looked up and saw that he threw an incomplete pass to Eckler, and Ugh. obviously that was unfortunate. But uh, yeah, he had an incredible day. Uh, I think literally that was his only incomplete pass the entire day. 28 for um, twenty nine. Yeah, that, that's pretty special. That doesn't happen every day.
0: What was the chatter like on, on the sidelines in the second half when, when people started to to take note of what was going on?
1: Yeah, I mean, I still we still kind of just kept. We were, we were locked in on the game itself. You know, we weren't really talking about it, honestly. Um, you know, I'm sure the guys, because I was still playing at the end, there were some guys, you know, Philip came out at the end of the game, and I'm sure they were having a good laugh, you know, just kind of talking about it and, sure. and, and soaking that in, but... Um, like I said, it was special, and you know, it's, it's special to be a part of that performance.
0: Well, I think it's important, too. When your leader sets the tone after a tough loss, it, it kind of just lifts all boats, right? Everybody's got to be on the same page.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he definitely stepped up. Um, you know, we needed a bounce-back game, and uh, you know, he did just that and kind of led us, like you said, and, and you know, everyone kind of followed suit. How important was it to
0: to just explode offensively like that? Forty five unanswered points a- after a loss to a division rival, you get back on track uh, with a big
1: December coming up. Five big games. Oh yeah, you know it's it's good. You know we're we're definitely um, it's it's a great time to have a game like that. You know, kind of now we need to keep building off of that and you know strive for that every game and, and to even you know take it one step farther. I was talking about you last week. Daryl Johnston called our game. You know, one of the best fullbacks to do it.
0: Uh, with the Cowboys and we talked about Melvin's success and and the dirty work by the fullback and he mentioned something interesting he said it's not so much the fullback when everything's efficient and going well it's the fullback when there's a breakdown offensively or a defender makes a great play Uh, the fullback picks up the slack to help the
1: running back get a few extra yards does does that make sense in your eyes oh yeah definitely I mean that's kind of as a fullback, yeah, you're more of an adjuster than anything. Um, you know, we're we're back off the line of scrimmage, so if anything kind of, like you said, kind of falls through the cracks or sure. breaks through initially up front, um, we're there to correct that. And, you know, I might not always end up on my guy, you know, per se, in terms of who I'm supposed to block pre-snap, but post-snap, somebody shows up, you know, you never pass up color. So yeah. um, whether you're knocking a guy back onto his block um, or just picking him up because he came free. Um, that's kind of the life of an, we call it, you know, it's, it's an adjustment game. You know, it, we're, the, we're the adjusters in the back end.
0: And you and Melvin, I mean, you guys have a special bond. You guys were teammates at Wisconsin. He's having a career year, over 1,200 yards from scrimmage, 13 total touchdowns. And I just have to read these stats to our listeners because when you guys were in college, 2013, Wisconsin's running game, man. Insane. 283 yards on the ground per game. 2014, 320 yards on the ground per game. Listen, I know Melvin was a huge part of that. You were a huge part of that. But offensively, that line, everything, what was it like to be a part of something like that?
1: Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Um, you know, like I said, we had some, we have some special backs. Uh, you know, year in and year out, we got guys there that just, you know, they produce. And uh, up front, especially, you know, O line U. Uh, o line U. It's pretty special. Yeah. We got some big, some big boys up front. Who was that, on that line? Like Ramcheck? Uh, so that 2000, you said which year was 13 or 14 played with man. I played with some good alignment coming up. And I think that would have been, um, Tyler merits. We had Dan volts at center. I think Michael Dieter might've been there at that point. I I can't remember. He was my senior year. Um, we had, see, we had, Kyle Costigan, I don't, I think he we we had again we had a big list of guys I can go through, but I, I, they kind of evolved over the years because you came up with guys. I was there for five years. It's
0: so. a, well, I was talking to Mike Williams about wide receiver you and Clemson. <laughs> it's like the same thing at Wisconsin when it comes to the offensive linemen.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's crazy. You know, like I said, they're they're constantly guys. You know, our coaches do a great job there. You know, our line coach, our offensive coordinators just do a great job. Um, you know, one coaching, but two, just guy, we get the right guys in there that really kind of mesh well and and you know come to work every day. Um, And, you know, that offense was special. Like I said, we had some great running backs and everybody kind of bought in and uh, it was just a special year. How special is it to be with Melvin, though? Not many guys can share a backfield with
0: another running back for not only two years in college, but but three years in the pros. you guys are very close off the field as well. Uh, It's got to be very satisfying to see what he's been able to do in 2018.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think we're going on. I think this is our seventh year together if you count, you know, when we came in as freshmen, we were yeah. roommates in college our freshman summer when we first came in. Um, and I actually, I mean, I knew Melvin in high school a little what bit. What year was that? Was it 2010, 2011? That was going into, so we are, 2011 was our first year, so the summer of twenty of 2010. It's like seven years, going, no, so going on seven years now yeah, yeah, that you guys yeah. know each so, other. And I've known him, I knew him in high school. I actually went to his house once uh, while we were being recruited together. Um, and it's just, it's, it is, it's really cool to be with him for the, so long. And we are, we're, we're super close. Um, you know, it's awesome coming to work every day with a familiar face, um, a guy you've got a special bond with. Um, and, you know, it's just, it really is cool. And, and, like I said, that doesn't happen all the time. So it, it's yeah. definitely special for us. And, you know, we don't take that for granted.
0: You know, it's very, very rare. And it's also rare to have other guys in the backfield that can step up. Now, unfortunately, Melba got hurt in the third quarter on Sunday. Uh, you have to have a lot of confidence in what Austin's been able to do. I think he had a career high in catches, 10 catches on Sunday. And then another Big Ten guy, Justin Jackson, came in, seven carries, 57 yards.
1: Yeah, it, it was cool. You know, we, we haven't, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you never want to see Melvin go down and never want to see anybody go down but you um, know, all year Austin's been been really stepping up and he's had a great season so far and and yeah he really picked his game up last uh yesterday and um you know again Justin kind of a guy that taking advantage of the opportunity. He Big really 10 guy. Back. Big 10 guy he had a, a very successful career in college as well um just kind of you know took advantage of his opportunities yesterday and really kind of you know made the most of every every carry he had and um you know was impressed with him and we've been impressed with him in practice all, all year long and um, even Detraz getting in there, and taking advantage of his reps. So it was, it was, you know, we're definitely a deep room, um, and it's a next man up mentality, and uh, you know, everybody's kind of got to contribute, especially down the stretch here.
0: And Derek, I'm quite confident that, that Justin didn't give any flack this year at all about that Northwestern Wisconsin game. I'm sure, I'm sure he was very classy. He didn't mention it one time. Yeah, no,
1: he, he's he's he is he's a very you know very classy guy, but he uh, he definitely let Melvin and I hear about that one a little bit because um, you know we we uh, yeah you know it, it was not our best game. Yeah. Um, You know, he he definitely let us hear about it a little bit. (laughs) All right, let's move to Sunday because
0: there's a ton of fun storylines in this game. You can start with Phillip, class of 2004 with Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, It's AFC playoff positioning. Uh, It's two teams that are at the top of the AFC right now. And for you, you'll be facing your brother TJ for the first time in the NFL. And today I looked at the sack leaders. T.J. Watt, J.J. J. Watt, ten sacks, six in the NFL, getting after quarterbacks uh, each and every year, really.
1: Yeah, yeah, so really, like you said, it's – it's, and I know Pouncey's got his brother on the other side. Well, yeah, well. I was going to talk to you but about but that, too. so, yeah, T.J. Yeah. and I, you know, obviously offense and defensive side of the ball, so there's a, there's a chance we go up against each other, but – um, like you said, I actually looked yesterday cause I mean, we're in a group chat and you know, they, they keep track of, you know, sacks around the league. Cause obviously they're, they're trying to win that title. Yeah. Um, and you know, they're neck and neck, like I said, so I happened to went, went on and look yesterday and, and saw that, you know, literally they're yeah, right morning, next, to each, right other. next so to each other. That is special, you know, especially being towards the top of that list. It's, it's, it really is special. And just, you know, I, it's. Not surprising to me because I know the amount of work they put in, you know, in the off season and just throughout our whole lives, you know, just seeing their work ethic and and the amount of, of you know, time and effort they've put into it um, and just the the pride they take in their game. And, and like I said, we, we talk every single day. Um, I actually just while I was working out, I missed a FaceTime from TJ. Oh, really? Uh, I'm sure to talk some sort of smack. Yeah, we uh, started texting last night a little bit after his game. So a it won't be, be quiet between the two of you on the phone or on the Facetime this week. No, yeah, I mean, obviously not. I mean, hey, he's, <laughs> he's ready.
0: FaceTime, it's Monday. <laughs> ready. Uh, yeah,
1: we texted last night and it kind of was left at that. And then, um, you know, we had kind of our we have a group chat of about five guys. Um, you know, a mix of TJ, myself, JJ, and then a couple of our buddies. Yeah. And it was kind of a TJ said, "Pick your allegiances this week." So everyone's got to kind of take a side. It seems Oof. like and you know, family too. No, not necessarily in our. Parents, no, we're not. I mean, I, we haven't even gotten to that far yet, but uh, just kind of the buddies. and <laughs> Of course. Um, you know, one of his buddies in the group already, you know, took his side. So I, I told him to stay out of the conversation for the week, but uh, it'll be special. It'll be a cool weekend. Well, I looked this up because your
0: rookie year, Chargers played the Texans. JJ didn't play in that game, though. No. So will this be the first time that you've ever faced one of your brothers as an opponent? At any level, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I've never, um, yeah, like I said, JJ was unfortunately hurt that that yeah. game, and um, I got to see him before the game and and all that, but never have I played. I played with TJ both in high school and college, but never. Uh, I even played with TJ growing up in, in some sports because he he was playing up at my level sometimes, um, in in the you know youth youth levels, but. Yeah, this will be the first time ever going up against one another. That's wild. Um, other than in you know the backyard, and I was going to say the backyard. This like probably that, you probably throw some blocks in, on, in on college, both of them in college. TJ had converted over to linebacker. We in practice a couple times. You know, we went up against each other, but um, you know that's not the same. You know, in a game, it's it's a lot different, especially at this level. It'll be uh, it'll be pretty cool. Well, you mentioned the bond between brothers. I, I'm the oldest of, of three brothers <clears> too, so I
0: know those are your best friends. You know what I mean? So it has to be surreal for you to not only have two brothers in the NFL, but very likely, you know, th- this is three brothers on AFC teams who could all be in the playoffs in, in January. Uh, couple that with the success that all three of you had. I mean, that's that's like lottery type stuff, man.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, it's um, it's it's pretty surreal. Like you said, you know, again, we we talk every single every single day, if not every week, um, and just. We know, you know, we know kind of where we're at, and, and we try to, you know, obviously we know this game's coming up this weekend. and We know we're all doing really well, and you know, the Texans have won seven in a row, I think, and yeah. you know, hope, he's looking to win eight, eight tonight. Um, it is, it's just crazy, and it's, it's awesome, and again, it kind of goes back to the, you know, the hard work that we've put in. Obviously, it's it, their team efforts. It's, you know, our teams are all doing extremely well, um, and it's exciting. And yeah, you know, obviously TJ this weekend, and who knows, maybe TJ again or JJ in the playoffs. It'll Never be, know.
0: It'll be pretty crazy, yeah, that's for sure. Your parents have experience with this because I think the Steelers played the Texans last year, if I'm yep. not mistaken. The only difference is that, like you said, you're going to be potentially throwing blocks on your brother. This is offense versus defense. How, how are they handling the week so far?
1: Yeah, again, so last year, again, TJ played, played down there, but JJ was hurt. Um, so they, they got to do the pregame stuff but didn't actually go, you know, technically go up against each other at all. And, and yeah, this is the first time my parents will ever see – a Potential block on one another, um, and just kind of either way, just being on the field at the same time will be really cool yeah. for them. Are they coming to the game? Yeah, they'll for sure be at the game. We'll have some family at the game, and um, you know, again, they saw us on the field together at the same time in, in high school. We played together in college, we played on special teams together. But this will be the first time, yeah, on the field together in the NFL, any of their kids. So
0: And it's it's football night in America too. I mean, this is this is Sunday night against the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's not just like a, a typical ten AM game here on the west coast.
1: Yeah, no, it'll it'll be cool. It'll be, you know, a lot of eyes around the country and um, you know, Pewaki Pewaukee, Wisconsin back home will be proud, I'm sure, and, and tuning in and I um, mean, you know, all our friends and family across you know across the country are going to be going crazy.
0: I think JJ's got the Browns' early game. Can can he make a flight? Can he get <laughs> yeah. up there
1: in time? <laughs> I, honestly, that was disgust. Uh, was it really? I, think, I mean, he he would obviously he would love to be there. Um, I, I doubt he'll be able to make that happen, but I know he would love to be there. And uh, it was kind of jokingly thrown out there that. Uh, if they, you know, if their game ends soon enough, he would try to get up there, but uh, I, I'm not banking on that happening. Well, Derek, you talked about it before I could even bring
0: it up. You're not the only brother brother uh, rivalry in this in this game. Mike and Marquise going head to head. Have you talked to Mike about the him playing? I think he has played his brother maybe once or twice before.
1: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't think this is their first time, but um, you know, just you know, me and Pouncey are are good buddies, and and just kind of. Just small talk about it. You know, we've kind of – the building up to it, you know, hey, coming up, man. Or we just keep – we both obviously follow – you know, we follow Pittsburgh as well, uh, yeah. as well as Houston for me. But we follow their games, and we'll talk about, you know, things that each of our brothers do sometimes you know, when you see it on the field. And um, just kind of – just keeping each other in the loop like that. And obviously this will be a big week. And, um, you know, once I see him on – when we come back in here on Wednesday, I'm sure we'll have, uh, you know, some good talks about it.
0: Yeah, it's going to ramp up a little bit this week, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, it'll be good.
0: All right, 2018 – big year for you man you, you got married you're expecting a baby boy again we talked about all the success on the field just coming off thanksgiving thanksgiving weekend i'm sure 2018 a lot to be thankful for for you
1: oh yeah definitely like you said it's been an eventful year um like you said got married in february um just got to spend a lot of time with family in the off season that's great i um, enjoying that and then like you said expecting a, a baby boy in february He's, his due date is post Super Bowl, which is good. So oh, there you hopefully, go. Hopefully that that's important holds true. So yeah. yeah, that that kind of mid, like mid February. Yeah, it's it's end of February's due date. So okay, So hopefully you know, hopefully it kind of stays that way and doesn't come too early. But uh, you know, it's 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 the cards are playing out so far. They're playing out well, and um, like I said, a lot to be thankful for. Um, you know, extremely excited for my wife and myself, um, and just my family in general. My you know, I'm really the. Both my brothers are excited to be uncles, and my parents are excited to be grandparents. So it's, awesome, it's really man. special, and everybody's kind of really looking forward to February.
0: Congratulations. But, okay, I had Nick and Kyle on last week. And I think Megan may or may not have initiated this, but there was some Bachelor talk. Yeah, there was a talk about how – you heard about this yeah, already, huh? I heard. Okay, well – I thought it'd be totally unfair not to have you on to defend yourself. Kyle and Nick said you were, you know, you kind of spearhead these things. I don't think there's anything wrong with it because I watch watched it with my wife as well. But
1: Yeah, you know. I mean, I wouldn't say I am the leader of the pack by any means. I mean, obviously, yeah, they knew Colton. Um, from Did this, you know Colton? I didn't personally know him, no. I knew, obviously, his story, and I knew these guys knew him. Um, but, yeah, my wife and I have watched, um, you know, it's when you have a wife, and yeah, that's kind of what you do. Yeah. Um, so... I know Plus, they act is, like they only like- watched because of Colton, but I guarantee that both of them knew just about everybody's name. Everybody, they knew okay. details. That's true. She, they, they, were into it just as much, if not more, than I was. And it was, and we had a couple other guys on the team in the room that were even more into it, but they're they're not here anymore. Um. <laughs> I think I think Kyle said he goes. I haven't watched it. Since I was ten years old, but before this year, so I,
0: I don't know. Well, yeah, we'll again, see.
1: Even if he hasn't watched it, he was really into it this <laughs> year. So, and again, it, even <laughs> he wasn't just into it when Colton was on the screen. We'll put it that way. Yeah. So. He was following along with the storylines and keeping up with the drama. Um, so he was into it, and don't let him tell you otherwise.
0: I love it. I love it. Derek Watt setting the record straight on uh, week 13 of the Backstage Chargers podcast. Derek, uh, big week for you, man. Congratulations on, on the win Sunday, and I hope you and your family enjoy this one. It's, uh, it's special because, again, it really is like hitting a ladder. you got you got three brothers in the NFL. Two are playing on a big stage on Sunday, and it's got to be an exciting time for you and your family.
1: Definitely is. Thank you very much. I appreciate it and definitely looking forward to this weekend.
0: All right, big thanks to Derek. A quick break here on the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota because I want to tell you about a rare chance for you and a guest to join the Chargers on the field before kickoff. You get two tickets to a game and a special VIP meet-and-greet with NFL analysts Matt Money-Smith and Daniel Jeremiah. Enter for the chance to win the Backstage Chargers prize pack by going to chargers.com slash win for rules and details. No purchase necessary. It's open to Southern California area residents 18 and over. This ends January 10th, 2019. Again, go to chargers.com slash win for
2: rules and details. I saw a guy that's been waiting on the runway, waiting for his opportunity. And when he got it, I thought he took full advantage of it. You know, he's, like I said, he's not banged up at all. He's fresh and uh, that's what we brought him here for. It was, you know, this time of year, a lot of times young backs got to step in and play. And uh, he was ready. He certainly was
0: ready, and Justin Jackson, the ball carrier, joins me now. <laughs> Justin, thanks for
2: taking some time, man. How hey, are you? Appreciate you having me. For people who don't
0: know, Justin Jackson, the ball carrier, can you explain that?
2: Yeah, it's just something that started in college. Um and it actually, the funny story behind it was it started one game. I think maybe my sophomore, or junior year, and and after the game, all my buddies in the locker room I'm like, "Did you hear what they were saying after every, every carry you got?" And I was like, "No, I honestly didn't." Just because when you're you know so focused in the game, like you don't hear like pretty much anything the crowd saying. So I was like, "But I'll pay attention." Like for one carry next game, I'll, after after I get a carry, I'll pay attention. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, after my first carry, I, I like actually listened to like what the crowd was saying and, it, and the announcer would say. Uh, Justin Jackson, the ball carrier, or whatever, eight-yard game, whatever, and the crowd would go, "Justin Jackson, the ball carrier." I was like, "Okay," <laughs> it I became didn't... a thing, and, and, and then from there on out, it became a thing. Every single time I got, time I got a carry, that's what the crowd would say.
0: <laughs> well, I was, I was hoping the the seven carry, fifty-seven yard performance, we'd mm-hmm. be hearing Justin Jackson, the ball right. carrier, still <laughs> <up>
2: center. <laughs> Maybe it'll start up, but I think it, it might uh, be retired by now. <laughs>
0: well, well, Coach Lynn just said it, Justin. You've been waiting on the runway <laughs> for yeah. your opportunity, mm-hmm. and you certainly. Took advantage of it in, in the second half of that game. I mentioned mm-hmm. seven carries, fifty-seven yards. You look good. You look fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did it feel to get out there?
2: Man, it felt great. Um, you know, obviously, you do you do what you have to do for the team. Um, and, and for me, it's been playing special teams, just something that's new for me. I'm still learning, still trying to get better at that, um, and still have a big role in that. You know, I think I'm on three, three of the four. Um, but just to be able to go out there and you know play the position that you you know came into in the league and played football for. Um, you know, it's just it's rejuvenating. Um, it's awesome having the ball in your hands, being able to make plays, being able to help the team, um, and be able to go out there and have success, you know, running behind that our offensive line. And it's just fun. You know, oh, those bet. guys get after it up front and, and they opened up some huge gaps for me. Um, And I was able to just take advantage of that. So, you know, most of the props goes to them and and just, uh, you know, our offensive coaches having a great game plan.
0: Well, you talked about the special teams, Justin, Mm. and when we spoke, I think it was OTAs, you talked about just the foresight to get in those special teams meetings at Northwestern, knowing that that was going to be a a big deal in getting to the NFL and making an impact in the NFL. Mm. Uh, Looking back, how important was it to start that process in Evanston?
2: I think it was important just because I think you learn like special teams when you when you know when you're growing up playing little leagues it's not really as big of a deal, um you know you, you know most guys who are you know the best players on the team just return the ball others kick return or permanent, return whatever, um so actually kind of getting in the trenches and, you know, being on kickoff and running down and having to make a guy miss and read, you know, the return and and on punt return having to, you know, hold up, you know, make sure it's not fake and then block the whole, like, it's just different, you know, it's something different that, you know, I always appreciated at college because I didn't do it. I, and I knew how important it was as far as field positioning, all that type of stuff. So you know, now that you know, I was sitting in those meetings and I watched and I appreciated it. Now I can take everything I learned from there and try and apply it. You know, it's still you still it's still a learning curve because you haven't actually physically done it. But if you have that mental side kind of down already, then it's easier to bring the physical side along with it.
0: In context with this. You averaged 285 carries a mm. season for mm-hmm. the Wildcats. So you didn't have to play special teams. Right. So that was, that was, that's the big caveat here is it's not something you had to do at Northwestern, uh-huh. but something you, you realized that at the NFL level, a lot of people got to do.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, there's oh, what 46 men or 47 men active roster, and then you take out a good amount for the quarterbacks and the O-linemen and the specialists, you know so pretty much if you're not if you're not out there you know as a starter getting the most you know the majority of the reps you're gonna have to be on special teams you know even a guy like Eck still plays on three or four special teams and he made his team on special teams yeah exactly and he's a big contributor there and he still gets a lot of uh you know reps on offense too um so just having a you know you have to you know you have to you know show your value in, in that area you know, because you know you're not always going to get the offensive reps, especially a you guy know, like me in my position. Um, so you have to show your value in other areas, and that's what I've been trying to do on special teams.
0: we talk about Melvin really having an All Pro season. Yeah, when you talk mm-hmm. about 1,200 yards from scrimmage, over 1,200 yards from scrimmage, 13 total touchdowns, yep. you never want to see a guy go down ever but this league it's cliche but it's just the truth it's a next man up yep. league a next man up mentality yep. austin's up you're up detrez is up mm. uh how important is it to to take advantage of these opportunities uh just to kind of pick up the rest of the team
2: yeah i mean we got to hold down for Mel. you know he'll be back um but i think you know just for, for him to get healthy you know for our run is really important mm-hmm. um so you know, but we have huge games coming up still. So, you know, there's got to be somebody to come in and fill that void. You know, I think Austin's ready. I'm ready. DeTres is ready. Um, you know, I think we all have been mentally preparing, phys- physically preparing for this moment. Um, and, you know, like you said, it's next man up. We need we need these games and we need someone to step up and, and make those plays, you know, because he is having an all-pro year. He's, he's a touchdown machine. He's, he's very hard to tackle. You know he's, I mean, he's the run, doing the run game in the pass game. Yeah, exactly, and and it's, he's almost more dangerous in the pass game because you know you get a guy like him out in space. You know he's so fast and strong. It's just so hard, and he's get uh, head of steam. It's so hard to stop him. So, um, but we got to make up for for all his production, and so I think that's something that I've been I'm focusing on now. I think Austin's doing the same, and D'Jaz is staying ready as well.
0: Can you take lessons from Melvin in that when he was at Wisconsin? He didn't have to catch the ball a lot, yeah. you know. He, he was it was handoff in that mm-hmm. offensive line. I, talk, I talked to Derek about just you know Wisconsin yeah, firsthand as an O line you and yep. those guys just run the football a lot. Yep. He didn't have to do that at Wisconsin. He picked that up and, and he perfected that, and mm-hmm. now he is just as lethal in the pass game as he is the run game. Yep. Do you pick things up like that from from all pros like Melvin?
2: Yeah, definitely. You know, I and I did a little bit. I think definitely more than he did in college as far as catching the ball, mm-hmm. off the backfield, in the slot, but still not you know not as much as I wanted. Um, but it comes down to just working at it, you know, and I see him working at it all the time. Even a guy like uh, Corey Cle- uh, Clement, who's on the Eagles, you know, he went to Wisconsin as well, didn't do any of that, and then he had that huge touchdown catch in the Super Bowl. So yep. it just comes down to being ready for the moment and preparing for it. Um, and, you know, I've seen that for Melvin, and you know that makes me want to, you know stay after practice and do extra stuff you know with you know just my cuts with uh catching the ball in the jugs just envisioning stuff um you know and that's what I had been doing you know up until this past game and I think that helped me once I got because you know I don't get too many reps offensively but you know if I'm making sure I get that extra work after practice Um, You know, I think it just keeps your body and mind uh, and those instincts kind of sharp so that when you do get your opportunity, you go out there and take advantage of it. And that's something that, you know, I already had coming in, I think. But just seeing a guy like Melvin continuing to do that, continuing to further his game along, it definitely helps me want to prop mine up as well.
0: Mind especially, too. You mentioned the mental reps earlier in the year yeah. uh, when you were hurt, which was yeah. unfamiliar territory for yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, everybody has to go through adversity, not yeah. only in life, but especially in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, that was probably a, a tough time for you. Looking back on it now, how did it build your character? How did it kind of make you better uh, knowing that you had to take those mental reps and not see the field in, in preseason?
2: Yeah, man, it just made me appreciative, uh, if, if anything. Um, You know, appreciating being able to be out there and be healthy, being able to run around. Because, you know, a lot of times I just think back like, man, I remember when I, you know, I couldn't even run. You know, I couldn't do what I'm doing now. I couldn't, you know, feel good out there and really compete. Um, So it just makes you appreciative. It makes you want to make sure you're taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, some stuff you can't control, you know. You might be doing every single thing you can and then. It's nothing you can do. Nothing you can do. So um, it just, yeah, it just makes me appreciative to be out there. And and when I am out there, when I do feel healthy, it makes me want to take Uh, advantage and and make the most of what you know the time I have because it's just never promised it's never guaranteed
0: we talk about being a fresh coach Lynn mentioned in in his press earlier this week that that you're fresh you didn't miss a game at Northwestern 285 carries a year at this point of the season over the last four years Justin you probably have about 250 carries under your belt how how good do you feel right now
2: Uh, Well, compared to college I feel great (laughs) Um, you know (laughs) it's it's weird uh, after games like actually feeling like I could still like run <laughs> and move, uh, so yeah. I mean, the NFL is different, right? And especially at, at this point, um, you know, you're not going to be getting 30. I mean, you might once every, you know, eight or nine weeks, but it's more about touches. It's more touches, than um, the NFL, exactly. Yeah. So, and when you're catching the ball, the backfield and stuff like that, you're the just hits are different. You know, you're not getting hit by. Three hundred pound D linemen, two hundred fifty pound linebackers, square up. It's more DBs, you know, coming out your leg, whatever. So it's just it's just different. Um, so I think, and plus you have more time to take care of your body, more resources, all that stuff. So uh, I feel I feel great right now. I feel fresh, ready to go. Like Coach Lynn was saying, I've been waiting, waiting on this moment just in case, you know, because you know, running backs in the league, you know, <laughs> you get hurt. It's just That's it's just thing. how it is. Patience is a virtue too. Yep, exactly. So um, you know, I think. I'm up, Austin's up, you know, we got to take the reins just like we did when, you know, Mel was hurt in London. You know, we just mm-hmm. got to step up and, and make plays. This running backs room, what's it been like for you
0: to be in the room with Austin? A, a guy who made that team on special teams last year, mm-hmm. Melvin, who uh, we all know is, is one of the elite in this league. Dietrez, I, I feel like all three of those guys provide something for you and vice versa yeah. uh, that, that makes you guys better each and every day.
2: Yeah, I mean the room's awesome, you know, and having Derek in there and Yeah, know, Derek. Our, yeah, and, who and we just had there. on the podcast. Yep, and uh and our and our position coach Coach Roberts. Uh, it's just a fun room to be in, you know, we keep it loose. Um, you know, and we all We've all had those moments where you just had to step up and make a play. You know, obviously Melvin's had a million of them. Austin, like you said, I mean, came in preseason last year and just balled and then came in during the season and balled. You know, whenever he doesn't get too many opportunities, when he does get an opportunity, it's a big play almost every single time. That's
0: the thing. You got to be efficient with your touches. Exactly.
2: Exactly. And Dietrez came in the preseason and balled. And that's, you know, that's why he's on the team right now. Um, so, you know, and, I, and and I got my opportunity last week and I went in there and I played well. So... I think that's that's what I've learned the most from these guys is it's just when you get an opportunity, you know, you can't waste it because they don't come around too often. Um, so, you know, in college, you know, I'd get almost 30 touches a game, right? So you almost have to, like, pace yourself a little bit more because I'm like, okay, I'm getting this, and then I have 12 games and the bowl game, and it's like mm-hmm. all this stuff, right? Um, now it's like I might get three or four or five opportunities, I'm like this. Is, every single opportunity is I'm, you know, going 110. percent There's no pacing stuff. There's no nothing. It's just go, 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 because every single play is so important. Plus, you know, you got guys around you that, never, you know, if you're if you're tired or whatever, you need a You need a second. They're coming in and they're doing the exact same thing, making those plays. And I think that gives Melvin and Austin and Coach Lynn and Coach Roberts, all those guys, uh, trust in the rest of us um, because they see that we do it in practice and they see that we've come in the games and, and do it as well.
0: And that stuff extends outside the running backs room, too, because yeah. some some of the defensive guys spoke at the beginning of the week. And, you know, for instance, he asked about Joey coming back with two sacks yeah. and how rush and cover work together. And, and Adrian, who's a, who's a big time leader on this team, yeah. he said, it's great to have Joey back but mm-hmm. we expect anybody to go in there yeah. and make plays and I think the same goes for you know if, if Melvin's down you come in Austin mm-hmm. comes in and there's a confidence there's a belief in each other right. to get the job done
2: yeah I mean like yeah like Joey coming back was just an addition to the team you know we had Chenna in there who's yeah. doing great Isaac's, Isaac's been
0: like doing... five sacks in six games yep. something, something like that Isaac's
2: been doing great you know we just it's, it's next – it is next man up, and we have confidence in everyone on this team that they can come in and, and make those plays. Um, and so, you know, I think the running back room is no different. Um, you know, I think the rest of the team has confidence in the rest of us to go in there. And I know they have confidence in Austin. I hope they have confidence in me. And I hope they have confidence in DeTres because I think we've shown enough in practicing in the games. So, at, at the end of the day, it's just go in there, man. And don't think. Just play. Just play the game. Have fun. Um, be out there. When you're not thinking, that's when that's, you, you succeed. Exactly. That's when you know. That's when you can really go out there and be yourself, be 100 percent yourself, um, and and you play the way you know. That's the reason you got to this point because you play you know your game and everything. You don't try and veer off and, and do too much or anything like that. You just play, um, and that's what I plan on doing uh, on Sunday if I if I get a chance to get in there.
0: Yeah, five big ones in December, but it, it does start Sunday against the Steelers. It's Sunday night. It's a big stage, Justin. But again. The guys in the locker room seem to just be like, hey, I don't care if it's a ten a.m. kick, a one PM yeah. kick, a 520, 8.20, whatever it is, it's just a game, the the next team on a schedule and we gotta take care of business. You get one
2: chance, you know, one chance on Sunday. Uh there's actually it was funny and that we were in the standing of the tunnel, um, about ready to go out and uh at step up and and one of the guys standing behind those the counter that's kinda in that little tunnel area, there's like, You only get one week twelve. And we looked at each other like, yeah, hey, that's he's actually, right. he's, he's, he's like, right. right, man. Like, you only get one of these, and you only get one of these with this team. Because next year's going to be a completely different team. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter who, you know, who comes, who goes. going to be a completely we got to find that guy. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, and I, I remember me and Scott Customberry, uh, we looked at each other like, wow, that guy, is, he's, he's right. knowledge he's 100% <laughs> he's on the money. So you only get one, you know, the, uh, one game against Pittsburgh this year in week, uh, week 13. Um, and you know we want to be make sure we we go out there and we take advantage of our opportunity. It's gonna be a big game Sunday night, but like you said, it doesn't mean anything. Crowd doesn't mean anything. Where we're playing doesn't mean anything. When we're, you know it doesn't it doesn't matter. You just go out there and you play the game because you love it. And sure. That, and that's the reason we play this game because we love it. We love competing. We love being out there with you know with our guys and and, and going for our ultimate goal. And, and you know Pittsburgh's another you know step, a step along the way.
0: Justin, we're gonna end on this because Sunday's a big game. But it's, it's Wildcat talk. You know, yeah. Saturday's a, a big game yeah. for your Northwestern Wildcats. I Of course, I went there as well. And the Ohio State Buckeyes are on deck.
2: On deck, yeah. What do you think, man? Hey, it's going to be tough. You know, the Buckeyes are good. You know, we got a few Buckeyes on, on our team. So we're definitely going to be talking smack all week. Has start um, it started yet? Oh yeah, yeah. Cardell, Cardell, Car- and Joey, right? Yeah, Cardell. Well, Cardell's been talking smack for weeks. I'm like, man, you got to make it first. And we <laughs> you got
0: to get through Maryland first. That yeah, was, exactly. That was a little, exactly. That was a
2: little, exactly. A little tight. Yeah, and I had Sko, you know, Michael Schofield talking to me, you know, because he went to Michigan and all that stuff. And so now I'm like, you know, it was finally set. It's finally set. So I mean, we'll see. Uh, you know, I have a lot of confidence in the guys, and whenever we're an underdog, we always uh, overachieve. And I, uh, you know, I think that. Obviously, Ohio State has a lot, a lot of weapons.
0: They're rolling offensively. They're rolling, but, but know, we have a great
2: defense. Th- that, that's that's the strength of our team.
0: That, and you know what, Justin? They just played their Super Bowl on yeah, Saturday, you did. know, against Michigan. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, the, I think the last thing you want to do is underestimate that Pat Fitzgerald-led mm-hmm. Wildcat team because they, they've been rolling. I'm sure you let Desmond know about Iowa. Oh, I know yeah. you let Derek and Melvin oh, know about yeah. Wisconsin.
2: Oh, yeah. We got some Minnesota guys in here, too. Uh and I mean <laughs> the
0: Gophers felt it too.
2: It's been fun. It's been a fun year running through the comments like we've done. Um so this is another test and it's the ultimate test. And I think we've been waiting to get to Indy for, forever now. Um and so I'm so glad that they got there this year and I think that you know they're going to come out there and they're going to. One thing you can that you can book that they will play their tails off, mm-hmm. and they will every single play they'll be going as hard as they can. So you know you can never underestimate that heart that you know the, the cats will come with. That's so, it. Um, and we got a lot of weapons too. We got a lot of great players on our team as well. Um, so it's going to be fun to watch.
0: In a win, cats are to Pasadena. Yeah, Rose Bowl. We're I, going.
2: I, I, That'd be nice.
0: Hopefully hopefully it all aligns here with schedules, obviously. Yeah.
2: I'd like to be be in Pasadena. Oh, yeah, no doubt. So uh, they got to do that so they can come get some of this good weather. Yes, sir.
0: (laughs) Justin Jackson, uh, awesome game on Sunday, man. Keep it it rolling, and best of luck in Pittsburgh. Appreciate it, Chris. All right, that's going to do it for episode number 13 of the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. Now, this is a new podcast, so we need your help to move this up the charts on Apple Podcasts by giving us a rating and review please help spread the word. This podcast posts every Tuesday, and you want to be on the lookout for an all-new Chargers Weekly this Thursday. We'll get you ready for the Week 13 matchup against the Steelers on Sunday Night Football. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you back here next week.